Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You know, when I think of Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, I think of the Lenny Kravitz song for the last two days, uh, I Just Want to Fly. Because we got a storm here in New York City, all five boroughs. It's not the kind of storm like uh, Hurricane Fiona that blasted through the East Coast and devastated the maritime provinces in Canada. No, no, no. And it's not even like uh, Hurricane Ina Ida, whatever its name is. It's set to blast into Florida, Tampa, St. Petersburg. No, 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 no. It's the storm here in New York City of all the illegals, the invading illegals, and where to put them, right? Hotels, no-tells, Holiday Inn Express, Ixnay, Cruise Liners, Ixnay, dumb, and now big tents at Orchard Beach, dumb, dumb, and dumber. So realizing the crime is up, too many emotionally disturbed, too many homeless, and the mayor not having a handle on any of these issues, he figures... Let me distract people. I'll go over and help the people of Puerto Rico because of the devastation that Hurricane Fiona did there on the island. And I'm saying to myself, and what the hell are you going to do for the people of Puerto Rico? They need two things, electricity and they need fresh water, none of which you are bringing with you. Oh, Eric Adams said, well, we're going to assess what we can do. It's never going to do anything. It's a photo op. He's like landslides. So nice, he decided to do it twice. And then, instead of taking the ferry over to the DR, because that's how a lot of the Dominican Republic, uh, Republic residents come on over to Puerto Rico, become illegal aliens there, and then do a hop, skip, and a jump from Puerto Rico right to Washington Heights, Inwood, or Patterson, New Jersey, up the hill, down the hill, first ward, fourth ward. That's where they end up going. No, 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 no. So what is he going to Punta Cana? I mean, what's he going to do in the Dominican Republic? Again, he's there with his sickle fans, toadies, and lackeys. An entourage that he brought over on JetBlue. You don't pay for that, not them. You, you, the sucker taxpayers, me. And he's sitting down to find out how he can help Dominican, Dominican officials, A, who are corrupt. You're not going to be able to help them other than if you give them money, and that would be our money. And guess what? It'll never go to the people. And again, what do they need in the Dominican Republic? Fresh water, you can't help with that, and electricity. So Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, man, you got to up your game. It's 10, 10 months you've been in office. Crime has skyrocketed. There are more emotionally disturbed persons now causing havoc with themselves and everyone else than there was in the eight years of Comrade Bill de Blasio, the part-time mayor, the dope from Park Slope. It's like worse than that. And you got all the homeless people. And you got the problems in the schools. And now you will not repeal the VAX mandate against civil servants who work for the city. But those in the private sector, you said okay. Which is really demeaning of you. But I'll tell you this, Eric Adams, you're campaigning. Because this is now the here and now. Used to be years ago, politicians in New York City would go to the three eyes. Ireland, Italy, 
Israel. Now they save the one eye. It's Israel, Puerto Rico, and the Dominican Republic, proving that even when you don't do anything here or there, you're the ultimate politician because you're visiting Puerto Rico and the Dominican Republic in order to get votes. Hey, Fanabla. Ah, once again, this time of year, Central Park, the Global Citizens Festival. How do I know? I live one block away off of 87th in Columbus, and you can hear it on Saturday night. Last year, running for mayor, I campaigned there. And I can tell you, people were online like lemmings. Because remember, there was social distancing, you had to wear masks, we were still gripped in the so-called lockdown and pandemic that should have been lifted before that. But anyway, it's mostly people from the Upper West Side. Extraordinarily liberal, progressive, many of them DSA, you know, justice warriors, sycophants, toadies, and lackeys of AOC, All Out Crazy, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Same crowd. And, you know, it's a concert, let's face it, they go from Metallica to give you the range of uh, presenters. To the ultimate diva of all divas, more so than J-Lo, more so than AOC herself, Mariah Carey. Okay, then there's always that portion of the show where the politicians come out. Big mistake. And I don't care who you are, especially if you're ultra-liberal. You're a democratic socialist of America. That crowd does not want to hear politicians no matter who they are. So who made the mistake of going out on that stage thinking she was going to get love from the liberals and progressives? Grandma Nancy Pelosi, who's a poster child for term limits. And they booed her incessantly, and it was nothing she could to change the dynamics except get the hell off the stage, and then they applauded her when she left the stage. They wanted the show. They didn't want politics. Now, if she would have understood what happened last year, same time, same place, We had the greatest downpour within 45 minutes that we've ever had of rain just coming down in sheets. It was from 10 to 1045. I remember because I was there campaigning and patrolling with the Guardian Angels. So up until 10 o'clock, the warnings were, oh, the place is going to be hit with uh, almost like a cyclone of rain. Comrade Bill de Blasio, the part-time mayor, the dope from Park Slope, who was counting down his time in office, said... To the presenters, to the producers of the show, we got to keep the show going. CNN wants to do a live hit at 11 and interview me on the stage towards the end of the show. They said, hey, de Blasio, you're crazy. They're warning people. If there's any lightning, then immediately the sheets of rain are going to come down. How are they going to be able to get out of the park? No, 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 no. CNN wants to do a live shoot. So in this case... The National Weather Service was absolutely correct. At 10.02, the first sound of thunder and then the lightning, which immediately ends any and all activities, followed by sheets and sheets of rain, so much so the subways were flooded, the streets were flooded. And there was Bill de Blasio, the part-time mayor, the dope from Park Slope, waiting on the stage for a CNN live interview that never happened. Because obviously their focus was on the weather and not the Global Initiative uh, Forum Foundation uh, uh, Festival, whatever they call that. Nancy, you should have learned from a year before from your comrade in arms, Bill de Blasio. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So there was a huge article in the New York Post that said over the weekend that many parents, especially hipster millennial parents who live in pretty liberal progressive areas, example, Hell's Kitchen, Chelsea, the West Village, the LES, the Lower East Side, and then over in Brooklyn, parts of Brooklyn, were suddenly bringing their children for therapy. And the therapy was being administered to the children because the parents, whether it was a single-parent family or there was a two-parent family, a husband and a wife, can I say husband and wife, or should I just say parents? You know, like at the Air Force Academy, you can't say mommy and daddy anymore. You just have to say parents. And I'll bet you in these places, that's already ingrained. So whether you're old school like me, mommy and daddy, or New Jack's parents, the parents find it very difficult to explain to their children that they're bringing to school or they're bringing to the playground. Why the guy sitting there on the corner is taking a hypodermic needle and injecting it into one of the few veins that he has remaining that isn't dead on arrival. And that's right in the neck. And then there are some that are all tattooed from the tip of their nose to the tip of their toes. There are others that are in the midst of a psychotic disorder. There are others who are urinating, defecating right out out there for all to see. They're no longer in control of their mental and physical faculties. They're emotionally disturbed persons. So the parents are finding it extraordinarily difficult to explain to the kids because they're traumatized themselves, although they don't want to do what's in the best interest of the emotionally disturbed and the homeless and get them off the streets. No, no, no. According to them, it's their right to be in the streets. Oofah. So they delegate this responsibility to therapists. Let me tell you, when I was a kid, I had a very unusual situation. My father, Chester, a merchant seaman for 54 years, would take me when he was home. Four months of the year, he'd be home. Eight months, he'd be shipping out. Down to the Bowery. At that time, the Bowery is where all the flop houses were, where you would be called a bum. You would be called homeless. You would be called an alcoholic. And yeah, they even had drug addicts then. Heroin is not a new phenomenon. It hit hard in the 50s and the 60s. Not as hard as now, but it was around. And everybody who was in that circumference would be living in the Bowery, on the streets, in the subway, in the flop houses. And my father knew quite a few of these men because many of them had been Merchant seamen themselves at one time. And merchant seamen were considered to be the dregs of society. Men who had either been incarcerated, and then the moment they got out of jail, they went to sea, couldn't read, couldn't write. Not true in every case, but in some of the cases, true. Alcoholics, drug addicts. So he would know them. We would go into the flop houses. We would see them. We would go into the Salvation Army, watch them sing Holy Roller songs in order to get their soup and bread for the day. We would see them buying this cheap wine at that time, Ernest and Julio G. Chemical Wine, you know, with the screw top, for like 19 cents that would burn your stomach out. And my father would always introduce me, and he would shake their hands, and I was like repulsed, like, oh, my God, Dad. 
They look like they're diseased. And he would look at me and he would say, Curtis, there by the grace of God go you. Never make fun of these people. Never shame these people. Never turn your back on these people. These people were like you and me. They all have stories to tell. You would be very interested to know what their backgrounds are, like I've come to know over the years in having sailed with some of these men. That's the lesson that stuck with me. So if modern-day hipster and millennial parents can't explain to them why we have so many humans out in the streets who are destroying their lives, then best to leave it to the therapist. Because if nobody explains it to them, the kids are going to get more and more and more traumatized. Oh, Jay-Z made the call because we know that Jay-Z now has been subcontracted in partnership with the NFL to put up the halftime show for the Super Bowl. Let's go back two years. Remember, you had J-Lo on the pole. She was uh, shaking her booty and her body parts in ways that would simulate what a stripper would do in a strip club. And remember, you had Shakira. And in the aftermath of that, J-Lo, the ultimate diva, Jenny from the block, legitimately Bronx, Castle Hill, went to Preston High School, uh, had a hissy fit and did a documentary that said, hey, I and I alone should have been on that stage, not Shakira. Hey, J-Lo, you're popular, but you're not as popular in the Spanish-speaking world as Shakira. That's number one. So Jay-Z had to deal with that mishigash. Then last year, they decided to bring back the AARP rappers. Snoop Dogg, who had a purple haze over his head from smoking blunts. Dr. Dre, NWA, F the police. He was selling his uh, headphones that had made him a billionaire. And then they called up onto the stage Eminem, Slim Shady, who advocated that he wanted to uh, rape his mom and kill the mother of his kid. It's like, whoa. But those are the old fogey rappers. I thought for sure that... Jay-Z from the Marcy Avenue Projects, now in partnership with the NFL, might have all of a sudden suggested, why don't you put up some drill rappers there? Boy, that would have been extreme. But he chose a woman who at one time was his protege, and that is Rihanna. Va-va-va-boom, Rihanna. Barbados, from Barbados. We probably best remember her because she was so victimized by Chris Brown. Remember Chris Brown? Ah, Smack, 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 smack. And she kept coming back. And she became the poster child for women who get victimized by brutes. Eventually, she extricated herself. She went on to a great deal of success, especially in the fashion world. She is a, uh, a business unto herself. And now Jay-Z has said, I want you entertaining during the halftime show. I think it's a good call. I've listened to a lot of her songs. This is the problem. She ought to go out on the stage and sing Rude Boy. Now, if you're from the West Indies and Caribbean, Rude Boy means you're gay. A lot of people don't know that. Or she could call the crowd blood clods, Yankee man. That's about as extreme as she should get. Because there are a lot of people who are watching this Super Bowl show, maybe seeing Rihanna for the first time. I know what Jay-Z and the NFL are going to tell her. Yo, we need ratings. We need eyeballs to stay on there during the halftime show. We don't want people going off to the bathroom, you know, flushing down everything they stuff down their throat with the six hours before the NFL kickoff and then the first half of the game itself. So they're going to ask her to do the S&M song. Now, that's a mistake.
So she'll come out on the stage. She'll be in S&M gear as a dominatrix. She'll have a bullwhip. She'll have a ball gag. She'll have a butt plug. She'll have all that crap. And that's what's going to be shown to people throughout America. And I think ultimately will taint the reputation of, uh, of Rihanna. By the way, I wonder if ASAP Rocky, ASAP Rocky is going to come out, her latest boy toy, who just got busted a few months ago. You know, he had a loaded gun, capped two shots at somebody who ran away in L.A., and he got cold busted. This way, you know, ASAP Rocky was always sort of like a Will Smith rapper, you know, a fashionista rapper, never a hardcore rapper. This gave him street cred. Rihanna, don't do it. Don't do the S&M song, no matter what Jay-Z and the NFL tell you to do. 